<laughs> Good news. What's what? Oh, he's, he's not gonna explode. Yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for killing the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were like looking at your friend, like "Good news!" Like you had news for us, but, but I just read the Yo, 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 what up, dogs, and welcome to episode number 49 of the Fantasy Football Dogs Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panter, and as always, I'm here with my pals in real life, but my foes in fantasy, and that is Micah Burge. Apparently, Josiah's favorite number is 49, so here we go to the 49th podcast. That's right. We just got a whole monologue about that, but uh, welcome to the show. (laughs) Yes, yes. It was my number when I played sports once upon a time. But anyways, uh, we will be covering a lot this week. Um, We have uh, our injury segment followed by some waiver wire pickups. Um, We'll have our dog discussions followed by some start sit. Uh, we're going to have another reflection section last week, and we're going to try to make it based around playoffs, as this is the last week before the start of the playoffs in most leagues, assuming you have six teams going to the playoffs and assuming your commissioner isn't uh, trash. But um, And then we're going to, of course, close it out with the starts of the week. So uh, without further ado, uh, Nate, what do you got on the injury for us? Okay, yeah, so uh, COVID is running them up through the Chargers wide receiver room, so Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both have it. Uh, they're both questionable. Keenan Allen, however, is vaccinated, so he has a chance to play. Mike no, Williams. Mike, no, 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 no. Mike Williams doesn't have it. He was a close contact. So uh, yeah, because he's unvaccinated. Okay, right. gotcha. If he, to, if he continues to test negative for four more days, he can play on Sunday. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, keep an eye on it is the main point. It's both. They're both questionable. Um, Adam Thielen is out tonight with a uh, sprained ankle. Uh, Corey Davis out for the season with core muscle injury. Uh, Daryl Henderson was limited at Thursday practice, so keep an eye on him, but I'd be willing to bet he plays. Uh, Deontay Harris, wide receiver for the Saints, he was suspended three games for a DUI. Um, Logan Thomas, he was placed on IR. Uh, he's out for the season now with a knee injury. So Joe Mixon has missed Wednesday and Thursday's practice with an illness. So apparently it's not COVID related, but um, you want to keep an eye on that because there is a chance he could miss the game. Um, Same with Julio Jones. He might be coming off IR this week. He's been in practice. So keep an eye on him. Uh, Tevin Coleman is in concussion protocol. Keep an eye on that. If he can't go, Ty Johnson would be a really good play because Michael Carter is also out. Um, so, and then Daniel Jones is doubtful with a neck injury. So that's most uh, of the injury. Two more I got for you. Uh, David Montgomery, uh, has like, oh yeah, he's popped three, up three different, uh, it's like foot, shoulder and hip. It's <laughs> like, you could have just put body. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, also Elijah Mitchell, um, is in concussion protocol. Um, and we will see, um, if he will. I was going to get to him in our waiver wire segment. Ah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely is along with the bye weeks, which don't you also have the bye weeks uh, for us, Nate? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, so teams on bye, which a week 14 bye is like so fucking late in the season. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's uh, the Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles. 
So if you have playoffs this week and you don't have Jonathan Taylor, I would I would quit whatever league you're in because that's yeah, yeah you, you shouldn't be playing in the playoffs though. You can't have bye weeks in the playoffs. That's absolutely yeah. you, you got to change that if it's happening. But uh, all right, let's let's get into the the meat of it then. And the uh, wave a wire. <laughs> very very uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. thrilling theatric. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Sounds out. Yeah, so waiver wires. Uh, who's your first waiver wire, Nate? Since you had such a, a exciting intro for us. Uh, yeah, this one's tough. Uh, it depends on if you need a win now or if you're trying to stash away. But I think the best mix of that is Russell Gage, if he's still available. Um, he's had two games recently as a top twelve wide receiver. He's the wide receiver one for. Uh, the Falcons with Pitts playing tight end. So, yeah, um, I think he's worth a pickup, and he's definitely a guy you can put in flex and start right away. Yeah, and he's he's starting to get a lot of targets as well. I think he's out-targeted Kyle Pitts in each of the last two games. So um, he's even emerging as, you know, the overall number one target. So definitely I think that's a really, really good pickup there. Uh, Micah, what do you got for us? Um, so in the injury report, you mentioned Adam Thielen. So I'm going to say KJ Osborne. Now he's going to be the wide receiver too. Um, dude, Justin Jefferson has been going on a tear and <laughs> destroying every secondary. And now with, um, Thielen being out, everyone's going to be focusing on him. So I could definitely see KJ being a viable fantasy option. Um, just for the fact of everybody's going to be zoned in on him and Tyler Conklin when they get into the red zone. So I think it'll free up a lot of things for KJ. And Thielen was just putting in some good games before he got hurt. So he won't be as good as Thielen, but I still think he'll be a good play. Yeah, for sure. KJ Osborne has been a good pickup. And honestly, he might be a good, you know, I mean, I'm, he's probably picked up in fantasy waiver wires at this point. But uh, if you did pick him up at the beginning of the season, he was a great pickup. Looks His outlook looks pretty good moving forward. I have, I have him on a team with Justin Jefferson, and I'm starting both of them tonight. So. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a that's easily something that you can do and uh, get a lot of points from. Uh, well, my number one uh, pickup this week um, is well, I will say the one that you'll definitely be able to get. I do have somebody that I would rank above him, but he's a little bit more rostered. But uh, I'm gonna throw out Jalen Guyton. Um, he, mm-hmm. you know, we mentioned the issues with the Chargers um, wide receiver core, so. Uh, it's looking pretty sure because the uh, Keenan Allen tested positive, so it's it's looking pretty likely. Even though he is vaccinated, he'll still miss this game. And uh, and with Mike Williams, as of today, uh, the, he's he tested negative today, so he's continued to test negative. Um, that's this the second day, and you have to test negative for for five days uh, if you're unvaccinated. So he has three more. Um, so hopefully that's that's uh, what we'll see. But if not. And even if it is just Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton last week, I mean, he caught a tough bomb touchdown. I think he had five or six targets. So he's starting to emerge as somebody that has standalone value. But certainly if these guys are out, um, you know, that's only amplified. And uh, he seems to be the next guy in the pecking order. So Jalen Guyton is my uh, number one pickup this week. Yeah, he was one of my top wide receivers. Me too. Um, Yeah, if you need a spot start at running back, Jamichael Hasty would probably be a very good pickup for you because yeah. um, he could be the only healthy 49ers running back basically uh, this mm-hmm. week. So 
there's a chance that both Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell are both out. And I think Trey Sermon is uh, looking like he's questionable as well. So um, Hasty is definitely worth a stash. And if he's the only starter, then plug him in. Yeah, I think Sermon's on IR. If mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Yeah, he is. He's not playing this week at all. So, yeah, no, that's definitely something I agree with. Uh, yeah, I think he's a, he's an awesome start for this week. I mean, the 49ers have proven no matter who's their running back, uh, you know, production is there to be had. Um, Micah, who's the next guy you got for us? Got a rookie wide receiver that is finally coming into his own and just walked or caught the game winning touchdown pass against the Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. For the Lions. Or for the Lions, yes. It's the Vikings. I can't believe the Vikings were the team that lost to the Lions. But oh, I can't. Win. <laughs> um, but he looked good. Um, there's no – I mean, obviously, TJ Hawkins is the number one option on that team, but out of receivers, there's not. So, we've been expecting and hoping that he end up um, becoming the guy. And he definitely showed it this past week. And I think it could be a sign of – dude, golf won a, what NFC Offensive Player of the Week this past week. Um, mm-hmm. They actually have won a game. They tied a game. They're getting better. So I can't see why this offense can't get better. So Amon Ra, the Sun Dan God. Campbell coach of the year. <laughs> He'll win it one day. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, I definitely agree. That's a that's a great pickup there. Uh, the guy I was kind of alluded to earlier is also a running back, and it's Sony Michelle. So here's the thing: yeah. we had some kind uh, of yeah. craziness at the last minute last week where. You know, Darren Daryl Henderson was declared active for the game, so a lot of people. I had two different uh, teams actually start Daryl Henderson against me, uh, and it looked like uh, he was only there for emergency situations. And Sony received the full workload and did very very well with it. Um, I do think if Henderson is fully healthy, that that he should still see most of the load. But I even think Sony's probably bought himself more of that load than he was seeing uh, before Henderson was injured. So um, yeah, it's possible that, uh, you know, he's still question uh, list is questionable as uh, Nathan alluded to. So it's possible that Sony Michelle starts again this week. And if that's the case, then it's a, it's a plug and play fire him up. So uh, I did want to mention him, but a lot of people have already picked him up from last week, but then they, you know, a lot of, I had several leagues where they had dropped him after Daryl Henderson was declared active. So that's, that's the only reason why I wanted to. to okay. him up here. That makes sense. Yeah. He'd be my top back if um, we're including him. And also if, while we're covering our basis, if um, Taysom Hill somehow escaped last week's waiver wire in your league. Yeah. Pick him up because he was QB five in his first start. So and no. he was awful. He was so terrible. Yeah, he threw he what four picks. <laughs> yes, and he but he yeah. still ended up. I have a stat so about. Points. I have a stat about Taysom Hill. They're paying that man ten million dollars a year the next four years. Uh, yeah, no, I have a stat about, about Taysom Hill when we get to him in our start um, section, but uh, it's. It's, it's pretty interesting for fantasy. Uh, well, who else you got? Right. For um, yeah, there is another running back I have, but I'm going to mention him a little later in the show. So I will instead uh, mention Kenny Gainwell. Uh, he keeps popping up in these segments, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's been wrong. quite a while because he had a few healthy scratch games and just it's been a while since he's produced really well, but uh, this last week, he was RB11 in PPR I, leagues. He actually finished ahead of Miles Sanders. Um, but he's uh, and he's second on the team in touchdowns, as a matter of fact. So yeah. he's uh, he produces when he gets touches. 
And with Miles Sanders, I uh, didn't mention him, but he re-injured that same ankle. They're on bye week this week, so he has time to rest, but there's a chance he could miss time. And it looks like Gamewell might be out of the doghouse. And uh, uh, I think he's a flex play, even if Sanders is there. But if Sanders is missing time, then he's a definite start. I do want to throw the caveat. Wasn't Boston Scott injured last no, week? No, he was active. Play, is that right? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, he yep. was yeah, he was active. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's more reassuring for sure. You know, I, you, you still do have to worry about him. And, of course, there's the Jordan Howard. So that backfield is just so murky. But, you know, Kenny Gainwell, do you think, um, you know, it's scary to start him. I don't know what weeks to start him. You know, I still yeah. have him. On, I would definitely have him on some dynasty rosters. But, uh, you know, uh, he, he might be worth the shot if, if, if you're desperate enough. Uh, yeah, obviously, you can't play him this week, though. Um, yeah, the last guy I'll throw out here is uh, Khalil Herbert. We mentioned mm-hmm. David Montgomery, he's probably been dropped in most leagues because, you know, David Montgomery has reassumed that, you know, pretty much 80, 90% of that, that uh, running back role now. But uh, David Montgomery, again, we mentioned his whole body has three different injuries. They don't appear to be in any of them be serious, but possibly, you know, the could be death by a thousand cuts this week. And maybe the combination of all of them could, could keep him out and uh, Khalil Herbert could play. So, or even maybe uh, just David Montgomery will be limited and uh, Khalil Herbert will get more of that load. So, and we've seen, he does, does very well with it when he does. So, uh, All right, Mikey, you got anybody else to throw at us? Yeah. I just want to throw out one tight end and it's Sean Bates since Logan Thomas went on IR. I think he's not a bad pickup. If you have like Dallas Goddard on by, I need to pick up the tight end this week. Cause John Bates. Ricky yeah. Stills Jones. Nah, dude, John Bates. He's going to right, no. outproduce Ricky Seals Jones <laughs> when they come back. No, he, no, yes. he hasn't. Ricky Seals Jones was like a tight end one every week. Logan the Thomas. only way I see it happening is like Ricky Seals Jones is also banged up, and I think he's questionable at the moment. So mm-hmm. I could okay, see John Bates doing if he's out. But if, if Seals Jones is healthy and ready to go, I'm taking him. Yeah, I didn't know he was injured, so definitely that 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 could be the case for sure. Um, but all right, um, let's let's move on. Let's move on. We will oh, get into our shit. dog discussions and the first leg. We're going to talk about three quarterbacks that we all had ranked. I'm pretty sure all in our top eight. Um, uh, I know the first two we did, um, and uh, you know it. They for years they've been considered fantasy stalwarts, but they've been doing pretty bad, uh, particularly uh, the first guy, and that's Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. So um, let me pull it up briefly. But, uh, yeah, what are we doing? Obviously, you know, trade deadline's over. You're not cutting these players, but are you comfortable week to week still rolling these guys? You know, maybe you need a win to get into the playoffs this week. Uh, And, of course, you know, you need to win the playoff matches from there on. So um, how how are we feeling – overall about each of these guys is it different um and 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 do we think their struggles will get better this season uh so uh, i'll start with you nate i'm briefly pulling up um uh, i'm going to pull up all their uh, their recent games um but uh you know just you can respond to yeah um you know at first i thought this ex- exercise was going to be kind of like ranking them rest of season um which ones would you rather have and stuff but i mean russell wilson has been a qb1 each of the past two weeks uh he was let me check uh well he was qb13 this week and i think he was qb6 or so the week before 
Um, so yeah, it's like 17 and a half and 19 and a half point games. So yeah, I mean, Wilson has gotten better and better since he's come back from injury. And I think he's playing for pride at this point and his schedule, the upcoming games are, are pretty friendly. He's got the Texans this week, uh, the Rams, which aren't as friendly, but then the bears and the lions week 17 championship week. So, um, yeah, I, I like Russell Wilson um, going forward. But, I mean, if you're in Superflex, I think you're starting all three of these guys. Well, so here's Patrick Mahomes' uh, so numbers uh, from the last week, and uh, this is in a uh, four-point passing league touchdown. So keep that in mind. If you're in a six-point, these numbers are going to be a little bit higher. But 13 points last week, um, eight points the week before that he did have a 36 point game against uh, Las Vegas, but then 10 points, 14 points, eight points. So pretty much one, two, three, four, five, six, the past six games, only one of them was above 15 points. So here's the thing. I know you, you, he was the number one quarterback drafted. He was, you know, everybody's uh, most people's quarterback one. He wasn't mine, but um, you know, clearly this isn't the Patrick Mahomes that, that people drafted. Uh, you know, I, I, at this point I'm saying like, you know, Derek Carr, uh, Kirk Cousins, I think I would start those guys over him at this point. I know that's that's really hard to actually pull the trigger on, but uh, Lamar Jackson too. I mean, Lamar Jackson and 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 with Russell Wilson, I, you know, I did, I, he did have a, a bounce back week last week, certainly, but I think even uh, for fantasy, but even when you watch it on the field, he's not playing like the Russell Wilson of old and, and doesn't look like one of the top five quarterbacks in the league to anybody. So I, I think maybe um, there is reason to worry about all of these guys. And for me, none of them are automatic starts at all. Uh, I mean, I, I think you can have a second quarterback. If you're in a one quarterback league, you can have a second quarterback that, that you might start. Like I said, a Kirk cousins, um, you know, maybe even a guy that you wouldn't normally start, but has a really good matchup, you know? So um I think it's really difficult. And for as high as we get so caught up on the draft capital where we drafted them, but they're not winning you games right now. And when you have, if you have quarterbacks on the bench scoring you 20 points a week and you, you have, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Russell Wilson did again, have a, have a decent fantasy week last week, but Hatton up until that point. And uh, you know, I think I just need to, you know, um, I think it's a really difficult, uh, you know, situation. And you are right, Nate, if you're in super flex leagues, which we're in mostly super flex leagues, you're still starting them. But I think the general feeling of, of security and certainty that they're going to, you know, help win you your week, it's kind of gone for all of them for me. Uh, Michael, what do you think? No, you know what you do? You Thank ride you. or die with your top dogs is what you do. If you have Mahomes um Russell or Lamar like you're gonna keep starting them like you said Nathan with Russell Wilson's schedule coming up it's getting more favorable um DK hasn't getting been getting the ball so I think they're gonna involve him more and I think they're gonna end up doing better and I think Russ is gonna have a good end of the season Lamar all those injuries on the offense and defense are starting to catch up to that team Greg Roman needs to be fired and they need a new offensive coordinator in there and but I'm still going to start him just because of this rushing floor because I get that his last couple games he hasn't gotten over 20 points but before that he was consistently getting over 20 30 points each week so you're going to still even last week even last week when he struggled he had like 18 and a half points against the Steelers like yeah but also he had like 10 points until his like game or not game winning because they lost but uh, the the, the last touch that's what Lamar does every week yeah yeah that's true. That's true. Well, I, then, like, even, I mean, but you know, yeah, Lamar 18, 11. Uh, and then of course he d- didn't play against Chicago and then 16 
before that, so it was thirty-two and a half. Yeah. Right, right. Before. No, no, no. He, but, but th- that's the thing is, if you've lost the last three weeks and now you're facing, you got to win to this week to get into the playoffs. I think I would yeah, start I'm Kirk Cousins. I'm dying with Lamar. I would start Kirk Cousins tonight over Lamar. Absolutely. No, I, w- I would start Lamar over Kirk Cousins. So, and then Mahomes, you fucking start Mahomes. Like, I get it hasn't been going well, but he's too good to not Mahomes. get any better. So, Mahomes at this point is the one I'm the least confident in. I, I agree with that. And I'd like rest I of season, I would put too. Mahomes at three because last like two yes. weeks he struggled, but he's still QB nine in points per game on the season. He's like, he's one of the top talents in the league. Like, I know he, that we like to look at the overall season scores, like, in, but like when, when you need a win this when you're really getting the playoffs, I really do think it becomes a hard Well, he's trying situation. to get in the playoffs too. Yeah. Well, he's they're they're in right now. They, they got a fight to keep it there though. They the AOC fight. The one seed's wide open. No, they they I understand. I understand. But you know, it just seems like that offense has changed. It's like it's more run centric and they're not bombing the ball down the field. And it's not that Patrick Holmes is a bad quarterback doing those things, but it is less fantasy valuable, certainly, and that's that's shown out. Well, if you, the if you, and here's they're winning games, but they're winning games now. But if you need games. him, if you need a win this week, I still suggest playing him because they're playing the Raiders, and he played them in Week Ten, and he put up over thirty six points against them. So, exactly. So no, I and and I think most people would agree and would start him this week, but I guess I'm the only one here that's. You know, all three of these guys are not auto starts to me anymore. And, well, and the Russell yeah. Russell Wilson was QB thirteen this past week and was QB nine the week before. Like he's he's a start for me. Been playing bad. I guess, I mean, well. and I think with Russell, it's, it's a little bit more what's you know what you see on the field. Uh, you know, and he and he was having bad games before that, but yeah, I know I know he um, has been doing better. But yeah, I mean, you know, I just think all of these guys. Even maybe we can talk about dynasty you know all these guys probably would have been in you know Lamar and, and Patrick are probably top seven picks but uh you know Russell was probably a second round pick but um you know I I think there's a little bit less security that's and I, I guess that's all all I uh all I really have to say but you guys got anything else to add nope. all right let's move on let's move on so who is who is a surprising player as in people wouldn't expect this player uh, that you think will win people fantasy leagues uh, in the fantasy playoffs. So um, Micah, I'm going to pass this to you first and let you give this person to the people. So I know a lot of people know this person, but the masses may not know who he is and they're going to learn um, about this playoff run that he's going to help a lot of fantasy teams with and his quarterback's going to do well. And surprisingly, they're on the New York Jets because I have Elijah Moore as my surprising player that I think is going to win a lot of people their playoffs. Uh, Zach Wilson, that he's looked good in his two games back. He looked very good this past week against the Eagles, who had been a good defense so far this season. And he won in the game against the Texans. And dude, Elijah started producing whenever Mike White was out there. Um, who was the guy? It was a John Johnson that came in against the Colts. Yeah. Right. did well now Zach Wilson's back Josh he's Johnson. playing well Josh Johnson yeah so Zach Wilson's looking very good uh the Jets have nothing to play for but just to be fun and explosive and Elijah Moore's just been doing very very good in the offense and now Corey Davis is done for the year so give me Elijah Moore he's been winning people games the past few weeks and I think he's going to continue to do it 
Yeah, I think that's definitely a, a really uh, solid pick there. I mean, uh, Elijah's another for the dynasty outlook is just looks like mm-hmm. to the moon right now. But uh, but yeah, no, I think he's somebody I'm starting uh, week as a wide receiver too from from mm-hmm. here on out. I think he is a little banged up right now. Is that right? But um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it'll it'll work out. But uh, good pick for sure. Nate, who you got? Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll pick a wide receiver. I'll go a little bit deeper, but it's Devontae Parker. Um, he's been coming back from injury. They're on by this week. He actually played in last week's game, though. And uh, his past three healthy games, he's averaged over 15 points uh, a game in PPR leagues. So, um, and his lowest game was his first game back from injury, and he still got over 11 points. So, um, he's a guy that can put up wide receiver two numbers and was actually having a good year before he went out with injury. And so um, him having this bye week, being able to get fully healthy, I think he's going to make an impact and can at least be a flex play start, if not a wide receiver two um, during the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that I like that a lot because, you know, that's the emphasis on the surprising part because I don't think a lot of people – you know, he might be unrostered in, in some redrafts, but if you do have him, you probably aren't super confident in him, uh, you know, but he has done well when he's on the field and Tua has been playing very well. Honestly, there's an article mm-hmm. I just read about Tua that statistically this season, he's the best and, and, and actually among past seasons, uh, it even compared, he's one of the best RPO quarterbacks of all time. Uh, and, uh, so it's, it's, it's not super fancy offense. It doesn't result in a bunch of down the field, 40 yard bombs or anything, but it's, uh, it's effective. And they have one They're on, they were one and six, one and, or, or one and five, I think. And, uh, no one and six. And now they've been on a, on a five game win streak. So it's, uh, it's, it's been really impressive what they've done. Uh, one and seven, maybe even. They're six and seven now, and they're on a they're they've been on a five game win streak. So however that works, but yeah, uh, good pick. That was a ramble. Uh, my yes. uh, player, surprising player that's gonna win people leagues this year uh, is gonna be um, somebody that has been wide receiver ten since week nine, and it's gone really under the radar. And even before that, he was ve- being very consistent. And it's Hunter Renfro. Um, so we all have wide receivers here, but um, Hunter Renfro has had two busts this games in a season where, uh, and when, when I say bust, I mean under 12 points, every game he's had has been 12 or above, except for two games this year. Tyree kill has had four. Um, I mean, most, most receivers in general, uh, have been very inconsistent this year. And in a year that that's happened outside of Cooper cup, uh, Hunter Renfro has been incredibly consistent 19, 23. Uh, one of his bust games was 8.7. Then he had a uh, 17, 18, 13. Uh, so, you know, you can just expect pretty much 15 to 20 point. He does have like some upside. He had a 23 point game uh, against Dallas. And um, yeah, I mean, this, the schedule go moving forward is Kansas city, which you can throw against Cleveland, which on paper is a good defense, but they've proven you can throw against them. And uh, Denver, uh, it's a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit on the tough side. And then Indianapolis on championship week, who is one of the worst secondaries in the league. So uh, absolutely, Hunter Renfro is my pick, and I like that we all have wide receivers there that you know probably were drafted very late, if at all, at the beginning of the season. So, um, good job, fellas. Yeah, very good job. All right, question number three. <laughs> uh, 
who is a dynasty riser and a dynasty follower. So I guess I, I should have put like a time span. Like I could have said like over the past few weeks, but if you did it throughout this season, that's fine too. Um, but yeah, dynasty riser and dynasty faller. Uh, we'll, we'll start out with Nate here. Um, why don't you give us both? Go ahead and give us both of them. Oh, well, so you kind of talked about one of my guys earlier. It's Elijah Moore uh, I had as a riser because I, I think I heard a stat that like since week eight, he's wide receiver two or something like that. Like he's he, he's been awesome and it, very consistent as well because there's been like three different quarterbacks and he still performs. Um, so I'm going to cheat here and I've, I'm going to uh, actually mention a guy that's not in the NFL yet but he is a mega riser this year. And that is Jameson Williams, uh, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Y'all this guy in 13 games, he has accumulated 1,445 yards and 15 touchdowns on like just over 60 catches. Um, it's good for like 21.3 yards per catch, which is insane level. It's uh, even a touch higher than Jamar Chase. Bases incredible sophomore year and uh, higher than Devontae Smith's Heisman campaign. So those guys got a lot more catches, but it just shows how good Jameson Williams is. And the uh, transfer to Alabama has really worked out for him. But, yeah, I see him as a first-round talent now. And, yeah, he's, he's going to be making his way up a lot of rookie draft boards. And you know what um, and, What's up? I don't have – You know what sucks? We didn't get to see him against Georgia's defense since they canceled the game. The draft stock could have really gone up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it just shot. totally didn't happen. What a, what nope. we saw on Saturday. Um, oh god, uh, I don't want to think about that. But um, but yeah, I mean, he he did work in that game as well. Unfortunately for us, um, a faller for me is going to be. Um, I mean, I gotta think long term in dynasty. It's it's Daniel Jones. Um, he, you know, this was the year he needed to live up to everything and put it all together. And he's been hurt. It just hasn't happened. And and he's been hurt. And like, that's part yeah, of now. that's, you know, what happens when you have to rely on your legs and you make really dumb passes and he'll be fine. He, I just, I, I, he's going to get drafted over either this year or the next. Well, some team, I think dude, the team over. gave Darnold a second chance. Someone's going to give Daniel Jones a second. Yeah, chance. maybe other team. Well, but... we saw what happened with Darnold. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I don't I mean, care. You still yeah. get it, dude. I'm telling you, quarterbacks still get second chances, especially once taken in the top. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give the nod to to Nate here, and this doesn't mean that he can uh, never be a oh, quarterback yeah. again. I don't think that there's any doubt that he's been a faller this season. I mean, he wasn't drafted incredibly high to begin with, but I, I would. Unless you're Micah and you drafted him over Tom Brady. Yeah, fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> but uh, I mean, hey, you know, the rest in, of my life. in Dynasty, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, but you know, I do think that he's, uh, you know, moved, certainly moved down and has much just, less of just, a just y'all wait. Then uh, so, so I agree with you there, but all right, Micah. Well, you you doth protest, but go ahead and give us your your dynasty riser and follower. Okay, so my dynasty riser is a guy who was at top and he fell very far down, and now he has rose right back up again. And it's Leonard Fournette, dude. He has been looking very very good. Like he's obviously just had like a forty point game. Um, a couple weeks ago and he's been doing well catching dude he's been catching like seven seven eight six passes 
the last four weeks. One, he has caught more passes. He's the number one receiving back in the NFL. Number one receiver. <laughs> it's crazy. It's Imagine. been an odd year. <laughs> and he's a top five running back, and he's only 26 years old. So he's going to be 27 going into next year. But, I mean, this is one of the most highly touted recruits ever. He was the fourth overall pick. Like, he's looked great in Tampa Bay, and I think they're going to resign him and keep him. And if not, some team's going to pay him, and he's going to be the lead back getting touches there. So I still think he's got some years left in his prime. Um, he's been playing very good, and I don't see it stopping. So Fournette has risen a lot um, since the offseason. Oh, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think he was, like, drafting the, you know, ninth, tenth round this year in Dynasty drafts, which is super late for a running back that has a chance to start. And uh, and now he'll probably won't make it out of the second, maybe third round. And, and That's what uh, I'm thinking, like, third, fourth at the latest. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, there was a time where we didn't know who was going to start between him and Ronald Jones. I know. In our redraft league, I had Ronald Jones, and I had a chance to swing back around and get Leonard Fournette afterwards. I was like, no, I know it's going to be Ronald Jones. <laughs> Fournette retired, but, yeah, I, I didn't know Ronald Jones was going to take this much of a backseat. <laughs> but, yeah, good one. That's a, there's a follower for you. Well, who is your, here? Yeah, Ronald Jones, but who is your follower, uh, Megan? My follower is somebody who I'm just scared is not going to be playing soon and a starting quarterback. And I think it's Baker Mayfield. I'm kind of worried about the Browns re-signing him or him just being a long-term viable fantasy option. I know he's been hurt this year, but he's kind of looked like ass. And the Browns have definitely been underperforming. And I'm just – I'm very scared about Baker. And I'm so sorry, Josiah. I didn't <laughs> – I know you like the Browns. Micah, and... I, don't, I don't entirely disagree with you here, but the contradiction – between this and how you defended Daniel Jones, like, oh, quarterbacks always get a second chance. Uh, like, now you're talking about a guy who's accomplished a lot yeah, more than Daniel gonna, Jones. Yeah, he'll get a second chance, but he'll end up like Sam Darnold. I just don't, he's not going to succeed like Daniel Jones will. Oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll say this I certainly agree he's fallen. Um, I think that Daniel Jones is upside. Is I think the best case for Baker is he becomes a mid-level startable quarterback too for you. Yeah. So I had much higher aspirations. Or he keeps. Um, I don't think he has wide. I don't think he has. uh, Did I say wide receiver? I meant quarterback. Uh, I don't think he has quarterback one. uh, You know, upside. And while I don't think Daniel Jones ever will be a quarterback one, I think Daniel Jones arguably has a like higher percentage chance. He has a higher happen. ceiling. He's just much uh, less likely to reach it. He'll reach it. In fantasy right, right. Yeah. You know, perspective. And, and in probably in real life too, but yeah, certainly a fantasy uh, perspective. But yeah, no, I, so that's kind of how I view them. But I think those are both two really good quarterbacks to throw out. Um, luckily I had backup up. Op- well, one of them, I have my first options, but l- luckily I had backup options because both of you guys took, took a guy I was talking about, going to talk about in uh, Daniel Jones and, Leonard Fournette, um, but uh, my dynasty riser is a guy that uh, whew, there's an argument to be made that he could have been the running back one of this class, and it's Javante Williams. Uh, this man is one of the best runners I've seen as a rookie. I mean, like, I, uh, you know, Najee's obviously getting the workload, and it's been more fantasy valuable, 
but uh, you know his yards per carry is very low. Um, you know, and it just the production is. Inc- I mean, every we saw that you know Javante's inferno. That's what I call it. Last week he he uh, scored like thirty four points. Um, and I'm really thinking Dynasty. I don't think he's going to make it out of the second round next year. Um, so um, you know, it will depend on what the what the Broncos do in the offseason if they did bring it because Melvin Gordon's going to be gone he said he wants to resign well that's fine but they haven't they haven't shown any interest as a team his head coach called him one of the best running backs in the league you might be right maybe they will but I don't think they're gonna they drafted Javante Williams I don't think that they they've they just paid they just paid Cortland Sutton they just paid Tim Patrick I'm not sure that they're they need a quarterback they're gonna I'm just saying it's not like I could I can see them doing a Chubb and Hunt situation like it's not out of the realm of possibility I would say the odds of that I think the odds of them paying Melvin Gordon what he's going to want and could get somewhere else is very, very low. But you're right. There's a possibility. But either way, uh, my, my Gordon's not elite. He's 28 the, years old. Okay. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, regardless, of, uh, my point is that I don't know what the Broncos are going to do in the offseason. Maybe Melvin Gordon will be there. Maybe he'll leave and they'll bring somebody else in. I don't know. But whatever happens is going to affect his, his his draft capital. But if they don't bring in anybody else of note, or if they bring in like a, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, Daryl Williams type guy, you know, somebody that's not, uh, you know, going to start over him. I really think he's going to get drafted very, very, very high. And uh, I will be one of those people drafting him high. So Javante Williams, uh, I think he is catapulted into, uh, you know, possible, dynasty rb1 territory depending on what the broncos do micah i wouldn't go that far as dynasty rb1 territory like he's good and he's looked good and i like him a lot but uh, i don't want to put him up there yet like i didn't say the dynasty rb1 i'm just saying a top 12 is what it was. oh oh yeah yeah but okay. if, yeah that that's fair i yeah, thought yeah, you were talking not, about overall not, rb1 not like, the dynasty need, RB1. yeah okay no, 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 okay cool. i just meant yeah, I feel that because yeah, um, I, I could definitely like, see him becoming that. I mean, he reminds me a lot of Chubb, um, the way he runs and stuff, and the way he like breaks tackles and whatnot. But uh, Mikey, you look like you have something to add. Oh, uh, I want to look Terry Fontenot in the face and tell him why do we not draft Javante when we had the pick? With how Arthur Smith likes to run his fucking offense, Javante would have been perfect. Ooh. It's it's. Oh my God! Yeah, Javante's gonna be good. Uh, the Falcons have made many mistakes. Uh, I know, but I know. yeah, I mean, I mean, Javante, especially if they, if Melvin Gordon does walk and they don't bring in anyone else, his his value will skyrocket, and he can definitely handle the load. So, um, yeah, I, I like him a lot. And that's what's that's what's rough about it is it's it's we're gonna have to wait and see. Again, but, you might be right. Uh, I'm not conceding that that Melvin Gordon is officially gonna go. But, I, I will say uh, I still have nausea above him though. I want him like to some be. people that. Oh, I do too. I do too. Because like I, I don't he's know. playing with a like Javante and Melvin are running behind a very good offensive line, especially run blocking offensive line, and the Steelers' offensive line is trash. The question is, are they gonna fix it? But hopefully they. Oh, uh, they um, it always does. But no, I do agree. I still have you above. I, you know, my comment. Or I just think there's an argument to be made. If somebody said they had Javante above him, I wouldn't look at them like as crazy as I would have, you know, five weeks ago, or, mm-hmm. but, or even when we were doing our rookie rankings. But um, all right. Uh, well, my dynasty faller 
is going to be a wide receiver and it's going to be one Mr. Chase Claypool. Um, so mm-hmm. this is a guy now look, of course, the, the, the upside of him is hopefully Ben Roethlisberger will never see the field again after this season. He said and, retiring. and they, yeah, yeah. Well, he said he wasn't going to be back with the Steelers. He didn't necessarily say he was going to retire, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, this season he's had one game where he had, uh, 24, one where he had 18 and then, uh, he had 10, nine, three, seven, 11, seven, uh so a 10 so um you know just not what people were especially from the guy that had the blow up four touchdown game he only has one he had uh double digit touchdowns last year he only has one touchdown this year so there's clearly been some regression i still think he's a he's going to be a guy that's going to fall and could be a value i don't think it's completely over for him but there's no doubt that you know people were seeing him as a i think he was drafted into the fourth fifth round this year and i don't think that's going to be happening next year so uh, and i think clearly deontay has has emerged as the guy that people would like to have deontay's so. a badass mm-hmm. yeah. no, deontay is yeah i, I think he's another guy about him. top 12 at his position but claypool i think certainly uh you know has fallen in most people's rankings and uh we'll probably see him in the seventh or eighth this this coming up season yeah i think he's going to be a good buy low guy honestly but, it's gonna depend on you know the the quarterback situation. If it's Mason Rudolph, I can tell you, I'm not gonna be excited. You know what's gonna happen is they're gonna trade for Gardner Minshew. Now that he's showing out, they're gonna bring him along, and he's gonna be a Pittsburgh Steeler for the next like 15 years. This is the first Minshew situation you've ever given me where I'm like, mm, I can see that. <laughs> can you Which, imagine him dumping off the Najee yeah, and throwing yeah, slants to Deontay? He'd be perfect for that team. They would be your new favorite team, but uh, I would hate it. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on, guys. We're 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 running long here. Yeah. Um, the fourth leg of the dog, second, and this is more redraft. I mean, if you have a dynasty, it works too. But a second half of the season stud and mud. So you know, the second half of the season isn't completely over, but we can kind of talk about what they've already done and then what they're gonna do going forward. Um, uh, also. Fans, please write us in. We don't want to use stutter dud, but I could. I mean, we thought hero zero. I don't know if you have ideas, let us know what you think is a good idea. We try to think of a dog related one, anyways. Uh, but you get the point. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with Micah this time. And Micah, you give us your second half of the season stud and dud. So, my second half of the season stud is Mr. Kyler Murray. That's going to be a scary playoff team, the team that has been missing him for the past three, four weeks. I can't remember exactly how long he's been out for. But if they're in playoff position and now he's coming back and that offense really didn't miss much of a beat with him not out there when Colt McCoy was homing it. So Kyler owners are probably going to be a lot of winners. I took this as somebody that didn't do good in the first half of the season. Is that Uh, what what we – the stipulation – I guess. Yeah, I misunderstood. Yeah, mine mine is kind of like guys, you know, the studs were guys that weren't as good in the first half but are heating up a lot in the second half, doing well, and vice versa. Yeah, Yeah, me too, me too. So, yeah, I mean, I I do agree that Kyler Murray is going to be a stud, but I don't, you know. Uh, But, yeah, that's that's fine. Well, uh, you know, just however we're thinking of it, I guess. uh, Yeah, well, who's who's your dad? Uh, my dud is because now he has someone looking over his shoulder is Jalen Hurts. Gardner Minshew has come in. He has created a quarterback controversy in Philly once again. 
could have had the bye week. Uh, and you couldn't just leave it at the Steelers mention. Nope. He, <laughs> nope. He's going to end up starting, and they're going to see what they can get a higher draft pick since they're going to end up with, like, three first-rounders. So I think that they might end up just starting Minshew to hope that they get a little bit worse of a pick. And it backfires on well, them. I don't think there's a quarterback that they're gonna that they're gonna be more excited to get in this draft than Jalen Hurts, to be honest. Like, I mean, Hurts has done well. I mean, he's yeah, he doesn't have 300 yard passing games, but he, you know, he's uh, they were they were at one and five at one point, and now at this point, they're you know fighting for a playoff spot. So, you know, clearly he's engineered most of those games outside of last week, but. Um, but I don't think there's a quarterback controversy. So I, I got I to gotta throw a little bit of dirt on that one. Uh, I think he's probably going to win a lot of people some leagues because his schedule is super easy, including Washington twice and the Giants sandwiched in between. So uh, I am excited to play him in all Wait three. Hey, Washington's defense has actually started playing a lot better recently. Yeah, and Jalen throws three picks against them in one half, and then they bring in Minshew, and then it's all over. We'll see. We'll see. But all right. Well, uh, my – Second half uh, stud is going to be Mr. Antonio Gibson. Um, he's already been doing it, um, and he's going to continue to do it, and I think he's going to win a lot of people leagues. Uh, you know, me and Nate kind of talked about last week where he th- where we think he's going to go in Dynasty drafts next, or I guess some drafts period next year, but I, I think he's going to do so well. I think he's going to be a, a, a top five running back, honestly. The, these, he already has been the past two weeks, but moving forward um, – and uh, he looks all healed up. Obviously, he had that shin injury at the beginning of the year and didn't uh, didn't look quite right out there. J.D. McKissick was getting more work than any Antonio Gibson owner would like to see. But uh, obviously, McKissick was out last week, but he also might still be out this week. He's getting limited practices, but he's still questionable. So, uh, uh, yeah, Antonio Gibson is going to be my second half of the season stud. And my dud, um, he's been a dud thus far in the second half. And I think it's going to continue to be the case. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to have good games in between, but it's Tyree kill. It's uh, it's Mr. Tyree kill. I, you know, I I mentioned that I'm worried about Mm -hmm. Mahomes. I'm worried. I'm worried about what that offense is doing and what they're not. And what they're not doing is getting the ball down the field. Mm. So um, Tyree kill still catching passes. He's not benchable. But he's not anywhere close to the the wide receiver one, and he's not scoring these forty point games. And you know, last week I think he had two catches, um, and um, I I just I'm not feeling nearly as good about Tyree Kill as as I ever have. So he's going to be my uh, end of season dud. And it also, like I said, meant, uh, feeds into my my worries about Patrick Mahomes. I'm really not seeing anybody on the Chiefs' offense. I mean, besides Kelsey, because of the nature of the position. Um, as somebody I have to put into my lineup, I'm probably going to, but I think there's a lot of guys that I would normally not start over that uh, that I'd think about. Good call. Good call. Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, I think uh, second half stud has been and will be Keenan Allen. Um, we've really seen him return to his role as the number one on that team. Uh, he's like He's now the wide receiver 10 in points per game on the year so he's uh yeah he's, he's been killing it and he's on a really good run here as of late so he's a guy that may uh win you your playoff stretch just for being on a hot streak uh, a dud for me i could take the easy path and mention his uh teammate 
because Mike Williams has definitely dropped off as Keenan Allen has risen. Uh, four out of the past six games, he's had under eight points in PPR leagues. So, um, yeah, definitely not. Uh, I mean, uh, early in the year, he was like battling with Cup for like the wide receiver one on the season. I think now he's like wide receiver 17 or something like that in points per game. But um, he's fallen off. Um, DJ Moore is another one that has was like super hot at the start of the season. Everybody wanted him. And um, he's he's had quite a few dud games as of re- as of late. So. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, those are my guys. Yeah, I think those are those are all really good ones. Uh, the DJ Moore one, I mean, that could have that's an that's a also I think a really good dynasty mm-hmm. faller. Um, you know, uh, or a buy I mean, low. I think if it's they a get lot, a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I, well, I think it's a lot like Claypool. If they if they get the you know the right quarterback in there, he's going to shoot up. So it might there might be in the off season a you know a little buy buy low window. But uh, but no, I think those were some great uh, examples. Um, I did just make a trade for Mike Williams, but I, I do agree that certainly compared to what he was doing at the beginning of the season, he's definitely fallen and, and is uh, not not going to be putting up those numbers. But. Speaking of studs, though, I, I hope you listened to me and Micah earlier in the season when we were telling you to buy low on T. Higgins because it has come full again. circle. He's been killing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, no, he's definitely starting to look like the wide receiver one, and that's another good example of a of a second half uh, stud, mm-hmm. if you will. I really hate saying the word stud and dud, which is why I really just want to figure out something else. But all right, guys, that's gonna complete our dog discussions. Um, let's move on to the start sit section. We're gonna try to rapid fire this. Uh, you know, right, try to it. give a sentence or two a narrative, bang, if you must, and then tell us your number. So in case you haven't listened before, we have a scale from one to five, uh, one being a must sit, five being a must start and, uh, you know, everything in between. So that is how we'll be talking about these things. We're going to start out with our quarterbacks and that's going to be Jared Goff at Denver. Obviously he was the NFC player of the week last week, but Denver's a really good secondary. So, uh, are we, how are we feeling about him this week, Micah? He's a four. He would be a five, but Denver's got a good defense. So. Had to knock him down a point. So all of the bad games before, they're just, tear. Forget about it. Why the team's rejuvenated? <laughs> okay, they're tying winning games. All right. Well, I think I think I'm going to give him a two. I'm starting him in two leagues, but only because I have quarterbacks on bye. Um, at Denver, I don't think he's going to be able to put up good numbers and you're you know if you do get a good game it'll be on the back of some some touchdowns or when I say numbers I mean yardage I don't think he's going to put up a lot of yardage on them but he'll have to you know get some passing touchdowns in order to put up value and I I just think that Denver's defense is going to give him a lot more problems uh, than the Vikings defense which is one of the worst in the league so yeah and super flex I'll give him a three um I think he you can start him as a QB2. He may finish as a low-end QB2, um, but if he gets two touchdowns, he could, you know, sneak into low-end uh, QB1 territory. But, yeah, I think he's a QB2 this week. Okay. It's a little bit of gradation there from the three of us. Well, what about Taysom Hill at New York Jets? Uh, what, Nate? Uh, five. Yeah, I mean – it's supposed to be a bad weather game, and I expect that to mean he's going to keep the ball on the ground more, and he's more efficient at that than when he puts the ball through the air. So, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, his first game in, he ended up, I think, the QB5 on the week. So, yeah, I mean, you got to start the guy. Yeah, but Alvin Kamara is going to be totally back. Agreement. That's a good thing. I was just about to say that as a good thing. He has but, no offensive weapons at all. And that's now why he I feel has like they're just going to run it with Kamara a lot. Well, the, they're, well, I think they've shown with the Mark Ingram signing, and Mark Ingram has COVID, so Taysom Hill might have to pick up some of the slack that they don't want to like keep running uh, Camaro through the tackles constantly because he he's not that kind of back. So I think they're still going to mix in Hill, and they're not going to want to be throwing long balls because of the weather. So like it'll be a bunch of short passes to Camara. Now he's still three. Here's a stat for you. He's a three for you? He's a three. Yeah, well, did, didn't you have him as a one last week? Yeah, for the, you know, <laughs> one finger I want to show him. Uh, well, here's here's what I'll say. Uh, Taysom Hill's never started a game where he has not been a top 12 quarterback. So uh, it's a start for me. Well, two of those uh, games was against the Falcons. So do those really count? Yeah. Uh, let's move on. He's a five for me. Uh, I agree with you, Nate. You got to start him, especially against the Jets. Um, all right. What about Ryan Tannehill versus Jacksonville? So Ryan Tannehill has been a, you know, could have talked about him in the dis- or faller section um, probably, but uh, he's been a little bit disappointing. He's played Jacksonville earlier this year and he actually struggled against him. Didn't have that great of a game. Um, what do we think is going to happen this year? Hey, he's missing Derrick Henry and his top two wide receivers, so cut him some slack. Um, but he should be getting Julio Jones back this week, so I think that'll elevate him. And the Jacksonville defense sucks, uh, especially their pass defense. So, yeah, I would uh, give him uh, as a QB. If you're in Superflex, I'd give him a four because you can definitely start him as a QB too. Okay. Um Mike? Oh, yeah. I mean, Julio's back, so that's like half the plays they can have him. So I don't think it's that big of a boost, but I guess he's a three for me. He's still, you know, a talented quarterback, so I can't really think he's going to do that bad against the Jaguars. So he'll be a three. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm starting him, but not with tons of confidence. I do think he's a good quarterback, too, but I mean, you know, most quarterbacks are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, Jacksonville's defense has really been up and down. It's like one week they're holding Josh Allen to three field goals, and then the next week they're, you know, letting another quarterback put up 38 points on them. So it's uh, – we'll see what happens this week. But I'm going to give him a three as well right there in the middle. Uh, Jimmy G at Cincinnati. Um, how do we feel about Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo at Cincinnati? He had a very good fantasy game, but, uh, you know, there are some reports that Shanahan's getting frustrated uh, just with his – I think he fumbled or threw a pick in a crucial situation. And, um, you know, there were some beat reporters about that. But the other question is, can you trust San Francisco beat reporters? Yeah, well, they've shown to be very untrustworthy. Um, and if I think Shanahan might just be getting mad that he's on his way to a fourth out of five-year losing season. So just had to mention that. Um, but, yeah, uh, Jimmy G, he's going to be a four for me. Um, he was QB 15 this last week. I think he can continue to be a mid- to high-end QB 2 um, with QB 1 upside because he, he can get them touchdowns. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put him at a three. I mean, uh, since he is a good defense, it's a very good defense. It's been one of the more surprising defenses in the league. And, uh, you know, it was really, really good to see George Kittle's uh, 
you know, breakout game last week, but hopefully Devo will be back, but that's still not certain. So, um, you know, Debo being back might elevate him to a four for me, but if not, um, you know, he's a little bit limited on his weapons and uh, be a little bit easier for the Cincinnati defense to shut them down. So, uh, Micah, how you feel about Mr. Garoppolo? He played well enough last week for him to be a three for me. He'll do decent against Cincinnati, but they've been good enough to where he's not going to explode. I'm glad he's not going to explode. Um, <laughs> not. Good news. <laughs> What's what? Oh, he's, he's not gonna explode. Yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for killing the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were like looking at your friend, like good news, like you had news for us. But, but I just read the situation. All right, uh, James Robinson at Tennessee. Uh, James Robinson, obviously, oh, Urban Meyer yeah. has shown his coaching ineptitude once again. Uh, but is he going to be able to have a full workload and a good game against the Tennessee Titans? Dude, okay, he's a five, and Urban Meyer is fucking dead to me. He has finally – he came at everyone with James Robinson. Fuck that guy. So James Robinson is a five. They're going to feed him to try to make up for it and save face, but – and James Robinson is going to prove why he should be starting every week. Yeah, I actually do think James Robinson's in for a bounce-back game here. Um, Urban Meyer kind of needs the good publicity because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence came out and said, like, we need our best players on the field, and, you know, James is one of our best players. So, um, you know, he's kind of caught a lot of flack for it, so I imagine he's going to try to save face, like you said. Um, And Robinson has been really good whenever he's gotten touches this year. He's averaging over five yards a carry, so I think he'll be good. I hate so much. I mean, I still think he's going to get fired, but I hate so much that they beat Buffalo because it, <laughs> I just really hope that's not enough for, for them to hang on to. I don't want to see Urban Meyer in the NFL. It's He's such a bad coach. All right, uh, James Robinson, though, is, is uh, I'm, I do think the narrative of the bounce back game is, is strong there, but uh, I'm going to put him at a three because I'm still a little bit worried if he did fumble again. He did fumble on his own in the past two games, so a lot of coaches do. Okay, bench but the fumble that. against the Rams, it was literally Aaron Donald, like, <laughs> grabbing just the ripped ball it out of ripped his it. arms. There's nothing he could have done. Yeah, I understand, but I'm just nothing. saying that there are, there's tons of coaches that bench running backs after they fumble twice in two weeks. So, I'm, I'm not I, I hate I hate Urban Meyer I don't want to sound like I'm defending him I'm just saying if James Robinson does make another mistake the leash could be short and uh but at the same time I do buy into the narrative I'm going too long with this I'm going to give him a three there all right what about Chuba Hubbard versus Atlanta who four for four I'll give him a four as well give him a four I'm teetering on four I'm going to go with three and the only reason why is because Amir Abdullah has gotten a little more run um as of late and he could get more of the passing down work so um yeah but it's likely that Chupa is gonna get in for a touchdown and that would definitely make him a four yeah I can see you know Cam Newton robbing him of a good fantasy week but um I I would start him in most cases so that's why it's a four for me uh all right what about Kareem Hunt versus Baltimore yeah I mean this is like a five I'm thinking four. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's a chance that he they just give Chubb. I'm, I'm putting him out of five. I mean, look, he's fully back healthy. And to be honest, I really think he's going to be the Browns' number one receiver this week. Uh, and Joku's out. Uh, uh, 
you know, Jarvis Landry is there. And to be fair, Jarvis Landry had an 100 plus yard game against the the Ravens when they played two weeks ago. Um, but uh, but I really think Kareem Hunt fully healthy is, is going to get a lot of work. And to be honest, the Baltimore defense has not been that great uh, as of late. So uh, Kareem Hunt is a five for me. But you said yeah. four, four for you, Micah? I said a four. Okay. Yeah. He, he had a bad week against him two weeks ago, but, but he's had a bye week to get healthy and he's averaging like 16 points a game. So start. Yeah. Man. And I wouldn't even say he had a bad week, but he got like 10 snaps. Yeah. You know, like they, they, they barely, they limited him a lot uh, because it was his first week back. So I think he's going to have the full, full load this time. <laughs> oh. Got our own Jerry <laughs> Jones over here. <laughs> Various load all over the field. Uh, all right. Well, Aaron Jones, Aaron uh, versus uh, AJ Dillon, or I won't even say versus, but uh, just how do you feel about each of these guys um, versus Chicago? Yeah, start yeah. both of them. Uh, yeah. Fours for both. Uh, I would probably go five for Aaron Jones, but yeah, I mean, AJ Dillon gets enough run now where yeah, he's, he's a flex play every week. Yeah, I agree with that. So. so you're not worried about, you know, Aaron Jones didn't have a good game uh, the before their bye week. You're not worried nah, about Aaron Jones. he still has enough value for me. He's going to get a touchdown more than likely. Okay. I think I see it a little different. I think I'm going to put Dylan at a three and Aaron Jones at a four just because I do think the Chicago defense is a little bit difficult to run against. And, Dude, uh, Aaron Rodgers really owns the Aaron Bears. He's going to fuck them up. Well, that might be a reason why not to start the running backs. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, we'll see. Um, all right, what about Brandon Cooks versus Seattle? Uh, you know, Davis Mills. We got the mm. neck back, the neck man. And we will see. Uh, well, you know, obviously he was targeting Brandon Cooks a lot. Um, and also Seattle just lost Jamal Adams for the rest of the season, which mm. although he statistically wasn't have a great, having a, as good of a year as he normally does, he was starting to turn well, around and also. And he was one of the only, well, Bobby Wagner's the leader of that defense, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Jamal Adams is one of the few stars they have on an otherwise terrible defense and they've been terrible this year, so. Yeah, um, Brandon yeah. Cooks, he's a four for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with that. I think he'll have a nice bounce back week. Micah? Uh, I think – you know what? Yeah, I'll give him a four just because Davis Mills is back because Tyrod's running it a lot. So, they're going to end up – he's going to end up looking for him like he did when he played earlier. All right. Um, all right. Well, what about Darnell Mooney versus Green Bay? Um, Justin Fields is going to be starting. That has been confirmed. He's uh, should be a full go as far as health. So, um, does that make us feel about Mooney, who was the one receiver that was seeing, you know, an increase in value with Fields on the field? Hey, I'm putting him at uh, two. Really? Okay. I'm giving yeah. him five. Dude, he always catches deep balls every time he plays with Justin Fields. Plus okay, you were just talking well. about them playing the Packers, and Jair Alexander is on the Packers. Like, oh, yeah. I don't but, see this being a good game. Oh, I mean, the Packers will end up like winning at the last second and breaking the Bears' heart. That'll happen, but Darnell Mooney will do well enough. 
this week. So he's a five. I'm not going to put him at a five, but I, you know, I do think you can start him. Uh, I don't know that Jair Alexander's going to, I mean, is Allen Robinson playing? Is he back? He's, he's questionable to play. Okay. You know, I, even still, I, I, I don't think Jair's necessarily going to shadow him, especially Mooney. They do well, if it's not him, it's Eric Stokes on the other side, and he's been an absolute stud this year. All he, he needs is that one six. This is not a good matchup. <laughs> I'm agreeing with both of you. I do agree that the uh, Green Bay defense is very good, but I do think he's going to be him and, you know, David Montgomery are going to be central to that offense such that I think they'll get the workload and the volume that you can, you can start them and feel pretty good about it. Um, definitely if they were playing against a better defense, you know, it would be a little bit higher, but you know, Darnell Mooney's a, a, a three teetering on a four for me. Uh, there's, there's a lot of receivers I would play over him, but there's, you know, with all the bye weeks and the injuries, I mean, he's probably getting flexed in most situations for me. But, uh, but you're sitting him. You're 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 completely sitting. I didn't I didn't put him as a one. I put him as a two. So if you have oh. a bunch of injuries, oh. then yeah, you you got to start what you got. But you would like to sit him if you can. Yeah, I would like to have better. It's okay. it's not a good matchup. All right. Well, what about Amon Ross St. Brown at Denver? I go with a three, and only it would be a lot higher except for the fact that Denver has so many good corners, um, and he may end up getting, um, you know, the number one wide receiver treatment. So, which probably means Patrick Sertan, who's been an absolute stud. So yeah, I, I gotta put him at a three. If it was a better matchup, I'd give him a four. Yeah, dude, T.J. Hawkins is gonna get all the passes, so he's a three for me too. I think I'd be willing to put him at a two. I mean, he has had pretty much one game that you're happy to start him so far this year. I think I'd like to see it a little bit more, especially Josh Reynolds still got more targets than him. He just caught the touchdown. So, um, oh, I, like I don't think it. so. I'm on raw had 12 targets. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I know that, you know, Josh Reynolds was still getting his fair share of targets. And before that he was getting way more, you know, getting more targeted. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm still not convinced he's the, you know, clear wide receiver one in that offense yet after only one week of it happening. I um, agree. But yeah, I just looked it up. Uh, Reynolds actually has 12 targets in the past two games combined. And Amon Ra had the same amount in just last game. Okay. Well, I'll stand correct. And I mean, he, he, he uh, I didn't realize he had, had 12 targets last week. That is uh that is incredible. But now I think I'm going to still, I'd like to see it uh, before I'm starting him over. I, I start Darnell Mooney over him, you know? So um, yeah, I'll still put it, put it, put him at a two for now. But what about Christian Kirk against the Los Angeles Rams? Uh, he was a top 24 receiver up until last week where he busted in a couple of my lineups with a 1.5. Uh, so do we think he might bounce back this week um, against the Rams? Mike? No, he does not. He is a two for me. You know what? No, he's going to be a three just because Jalen Ramsey is going to be on D-Hop now that he's back and healthy. But uh, I just don't see Christian Kirk. I never liked Christian. He's going to be a three for me just on the opposite that he's they screw up. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. He's going to be a two for me. Um, and it wasn't just last game. I mean, uh, week 12, they had the bye, but the week before that, he had four and a half points against the Seahawks, who are really friendly wide receivers. So um, the Rams have been stout against the pass, and I don't expect that to change. So, yeah, he's, he's going to be a two for me. 
I think, uh, so I'm going to put him at a three, but I'm definitely more confident about him than Micah is. Um, He's not somebody I'm trying to mash into my lineup or anything, but uh, you know, for, you know, the, uh, the game in uh, week 11 uh, that you alluded to with the four points, uh, that was obviously without Kyler. And then last week, Kyler only threw the ball, I think 13 or 14 times Mm -hmm. in that entire game. Um, So I think that had a lot to do with it as well. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I don't think last week is indicative of his performance going forward now, but I do think he's one of these, you know, inconsistent wide receivers that might have a, you know, a really good game or might not, uh, week to week. And you never really are confident when it's going to be, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to put him at a three with a little bit more confidence than, than I had. And this is going to complete our start sit section. And, uh, now we're going to give you some reflection, uh, on some playoff advice so uh i'll start that out if you guys would like and here's my playoff advice to the people that have clinched uh either a bye week or a top spot um at this point drop that de- like for in most leagues i'm not going to roster more than four receipt like drop your de- depth pieces and pick up pieces that are like could have value if somebody got injured like a handcuff or you know so somebody if they're not going to crack your starting lineup you you really don't need them now don't go get carried away with this and drop four players off your or whatever drop but tony I, pollard i think there's drop madison <laughs> no these are the players you need to pick up but no, but nobody's gonna these are the players i'm saying you need to replace the people you're dropping for but you know at this point people for me Kadarius, tony all these high upside guys um if you're still rostering guys like uh, Sterling Shepard, I know they're on the same team, but um, you know, maybe uh, if well, for some reason you have Will Fuller on your roster, Those are, think, but oh, Shepard and Tony are both guys you want to pick up right now. I disagree. Uh, They've I been hurt. Think- they're coming back healthy now for the playoffs. So Sterling Shepard is no, actually Kadarius Tony just got re-injured in practice today. So that's yeah, not he had true. A but I'm Sterling Shepard has literally been, Hey, he's going to come back this week for the past four weeks. And he hasn't. So I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, Sterling Shepard might be a little bit less droppable in my mind than Tony, but um, you know, I just think there's a lot of guys you can, you can drop that you were waiting on the upside, but there's no, there's no, we aren't waiting on upside anymore. It's almost the end of the season end of the fantasy season. And we need people that, you know, uh, Daryl Williams, uh, you know, these, these guys that might not be rostered because their, their main running back is back. Uh, you know, we mentioned earlier, Khalil Herbert, these are the guys you need to be picking up in place of, like I said, I don't see really any reason if you have four startable receivers, you can probably drop your fifth and sixth receiver if you have it and uh, get it, get a, a running back or, you know, if you're rostering four quarterbacks at this point. So that's my advice. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you guys don't agree, but yeah, that's, I think if you're in this, you really only have room to do this. If you don't need to win this week, I mean, you can't drop players. You aren't going to play uh or, or pick up players you aren't going to play if you need the win this week i understand that so it only applies to some people but uh yes especially if you have the bye week and you can wait and maybe wait for somebody to get injured and then drop them the week that you actually have to play uh handcuff running backs grab them all right micah yeah my advice would be is to always play your boom guys in the playoffs like if you have somebody like hunter Renfro who's been consistent but then you probably have like a juicy matchup with like maybe someone like Rondell Moore for when he goes off and um, gets tons of points. 
um, you know, situations like that. I think you always need to like look at your flex play and play the guy you think can get you a ton of points opposed to the um, safe amount of points because you're in the playoffs and the worst thing you want to do is see that high point total on the bench and knowing that if you had started him, you would have won a playoff game. So, and plus at this point, you can't make trades to make your team better. And I like your advice, Josiah, about picking people up who can end up being, um, you know, handcuffs or guys due to injury end up becoming a big play in the playoffs. But other than that, I would say go with the guys you think are going to get you the most points, have no regrets. And if you do want to go with the safe guy, go with your heart as well. That's another thing I will say is when it comes down to those tough decisions, you just have to go with what you think is right and never look back. So I agree with the heart of your message. Certainly, I don't like the the example you gave because Hunter Infro is uh, wide receiver eighteen. It was not a great example, but you got yeah, yeah. just to what I, I was, know, was like to say. The, for in the forties. But uh, I do think, yeah, the the high upside guys like maybe a a Mike Williams versus a oh uh, help me out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe a Hunter Renfro even. Maybe that's a good example or something like that, you know. But, you know, I can see the high upside argument, certainly. But, uh, all right, Nate, what do you think? What's your playoff advice? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be similar to yours, except I just disagree on what players to pick up. I mean, I'm going for handcuff guys, certainly, but, like, I'm going for high upside guys that can really, like, possibly win me a championship. So, guys like Kadari Stoner are guys that – I'm looking for. Um, I don't see anybody on the Giants as somebody that's going to win me a championship right now. But, but you know, I, I guess when those guys were healthy, they can put up some serious points. So they did one or two. Sterling Shepard yeah. was killing it before he got hurt. Yeah, Sterling had like a nice five or six games. Yeah. Here. So, um, so yeah. Also, I didn't see anything about Tony getting hurt from practice. It's just that he's like likely not to play this week. Um, but I didn't see anything about a re-injury of anything. It's just an injury that he's already had. Um, okay, yeah, here I'll, I did see an update today that something happened in practice, but I'll, uh, I'll, but, um, but yeah, I mean, just pick up, up high upside guys that can, uh, win you your league and just like, like really like be on your shit, cross your T's and dot your I's, like be on top of injury reports, especially late in the week, like keep an eye on who's limited and, you know, at practice and, like there's a lot of guys like uh, Adam Thielen's going to be coming back from an ankle injury the first week of the playoffs. So like keep an eye on how he's doing. And it's just that time of the year. There are so many guys injured that you're going to need to keep a close eye on it because um, it's easy to get snake bitten. I agree. Okay. Here you go right here. Uh, here you go, Nate. Uh, Kadarius Tony leaves practice with an oblique injury. That was five hours yeah. ago. Oh, but he's had that oblique injury like all – He's been limited in practice with it all okay. week. Happen, no, it's, we, we, it's happened on the walkthrough. Like literally, it's a new reported thing. I'm re but okay. Let's uh, let's let's move on and uh, go into our starts of the week and finish off our episode. So um, starts of the week, we're gonna start at tight end. Uh, I'll start here because I try to update on my guy. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I, I do think when I looked, he's he, he is questionable, but he's it's, it's expected to play in this Ricky Seals Jones at Dallas. Um, I think you know there's really not a lot of targets outside of Terry McLaurin and you know um, whoever that tight end Ricky Seals Jones filled in great while, while Logan Thomas was gone. So I think he's a great uh, you know low end tight end one probably moving forward, uh, provided he is healthy. So we'll have to put the caveat on that. 
Nate? Repeat the question. <laughs> Here's your tight end start of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, about that. I might have forgotten to put a start of the week in there. So we can go to the other positions, and I'll think of one before we come, we come back around. I was too busy looking into this Kadarius Tony thing. He missed last week with the oblique injury and three hours ago practice report. There was nothing about him. He was a limited participant practice today. So we we will continue. I'm looking at it, right? Like, can you? Yes, I can read your update. He had the oblique injury last week. It happened on the walkthrough. Look at the look at under you can the, see the, my the, screen where you missed week 13 with the oblique injury. That's fine. <laughs> All right, we can happened. we can continue. The anti Kendarius Tony hate. No, continues. I see it too right uh, here. So Tony prepare for the episode so today at 3 30. It, it, it literally was, but yeah. uh, it's fine. Now, Nate's Nate can't be your was so limited with an injury you already had, but continue. <laughs> Who's your tight end start of the week? I told you we'll go to the other positions and then I'll come up with it. I, oh. I, I asked Micah. Who well, he wasn't answering, so I thought you were talking uh, to me. Uh, my bad. My bad. Uh, I thought I thought I won. All right. Anyways, last week I had Cole commit and he got like seven and a half points. Uh, not the game I thought I was going to have. But um, this guy's having a bounce back after being in one of the shittiest windy games of all time. And it's Dawson Knox. You know, Josh Allen looked his way. He dropped the pass, and he didn't have a very good game, and hardly anyone did. So I think he's going to have a big bounce-back game this week. Yeah, uh, and who did you have last week? I had uh, – funny enough, Cole, I had Cole Logan Thomas. Same same. James. Okay, okay, you mentioned that. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Um, all right, well, I'll bounce it back to you, Micah, and let you give the wide receiver start of the week. All right, so I had Nicole Hardman last week, and he got 2.2 points. Sorry about that. Um, So the guy I think who's going to have consecutive really good games and we brought up earlier in the show is Russell Gage. Um, He got, what, 24 points last week without catching a touchdown, which is very impressive. And they're just pretty much using him in the regular role, which I think is a decently designed scheme. So Carolina's defense has fallen off some, um, and their offense hasn't looked good. So I can see Russell Gage having a very good game. Yeah, no, I think that's a good start out. Honestly, he's probably I'm um, looking at him as like a wide receiver three moving forward, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. So definitely agree with you. It's uh, be a good matchup this week. Uh, well, last week I guess I've been talking about Renfro a lot. I just realized I had Hunter Renfro as my start of the week. Scored 16 points, did, you know, perfectly fine. Uh, you know, it was a rough week last week. I'm not sure what his exact finish on the week is, and I don't have time to pull it up, but uh, decent. I'll call it a, a draw. Uh, but my start this week is going to be one, Mr. Jerry Judy versus Detroit. First of all, the matchup is against Detroit. And I feel like I don't have to say much after that, but if I did, I would say that um, he – it's clearly getting more targeted. He's been the most targeted from Teddy Bridgewater. And, uh, you know, I think he's last week, he had maybe a 14 or 15 point game. I think you can expect that and, and more, hopefully he'll catch a touchdown, uh, this week, but, uh, Jerry Judy started the week for my receiver. Nate, you got someone for us? Yeah. T Higgins. I got to go with my guy against the 49ers. 
they were in a shootout last week. The 49ers were and uh, Higgins. The only thing is keeping an eye on his health. He's a little gimpy this week, but um, I imagine he's going to have a full day of practice on Friday. And if that's the case, fire him up because he's been on a tear recently. So um, two really good games in a row. I don't see a reason why he won't have a third. Oh, and last week I had Brandon Ayuk, and that didn't end so well because Kittle just absorbed every target and catch and yard and touchdown. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. It was a thing of beauty. He won me a several leagues. Uh, finally, uh, finally, I drafted him in the third round. Of yeah, he finally paid off. But uh, anyway, anyways, all right, uh, running back. Uh, who we got at running back, Mike? Yeah, uh, I had David Montgomery last week who put up a 30-burger. So, he had a very, very good game. Um, I think a guy who is similar to T. Higgins that's had a very good past couple weeks and is going to have a third one this week because of his matchup is Josh Jacobs. He's put in consecutive 20-point weeks, and now he's playing Kansas City, who has not been a very good defense. And now with Kenyon Drake being done for the year, I think he's going to get just more touches than he was already getting. So Josh Jacobs is going to be my start of the week. I like that. Starting to get on the Josh Jacobs love trip. I like it. I almost put Josh Jacobs as my guy that's going to win you the playoffs, but unfortunately he has a, an incredible schedule during the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I could not do that. But um, so my RB start of the week last week was the RB one of the week. And it was Javante Williams versus Kansas city. Um, this week, I don't know if it's going to be the RB1. Probably won't do that good, but I do think that Kareem Hunt versus Baltimore will end up as an RB1, and I don't think that takes anything away from Chubb. I think Chubb will still get you know most of the rushing work and probably a touchdown or two, but I just think Kareem Hunt's going to get you know six, seven, possibly more targets, and that's going to and he's going to do a lot with it. And so I you know I, I think that's going to lead to you know a twenty-plus point game from Mr. Kareem Hunt this week. I like it. Good pick. I don't know if he's going to finish that high, but uh, it could definitely happen. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. And shoot for the stars. Shoot Wait, for shoot stars. for the moon. Even if you miss, you land amongst the stars. Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be James Robinson. I hinted at it earlier, but yeah, um, yeah him versus the Titans. I think a lot of people would be low on him this week. Kind of what happened last week, but I think he's due for a big bounce back game. So, yeah, I think you can expect probably 20 touches out of the guy this week. And start of the week last week was Tony Pollard, who had over 16 points, outscored Zeke. So um, not insanely good, but it was decent. That's also another injury we need to look out for. I think he's questionable yeah. right now with a mm-hmm. or something. So we didn't mention that. But, no, that was a, a, a great call last week um, for sure. And I like your call this week as well. Um, well, uh, what about quarterbacks? Who is our quarterback starts of the week? I'll go ahead and give mine because I kind of alluded with Jerry Judy. I'm going to have his quarterback as my start of the week, Teddy Bridgewater, who had an atrocious game last week. And I think a lot of people are going to be afraid to start him. But it's Detroit. And I think they're going to let him kind of open it up a little bit. And, um, you know, also Javante Williams emerged as a very, very capable pass catching option uh and you know melvin still gets that still gets uh you know passes thrown at him as well so um i think we'll see a little bit more of that but uh, i think yeah the broncos offense is gonna be looking to explode after you know three or four lackluster games in a row i like it micah 
Well, let's uh, well, let me go with last week first. I had Taylor Heineke, 15 points. Mm-hmm. Not, not great, not bad, whatever. Um, so the guy this week, he is on the same team as Josh Jacobs. I'm going with Derek Carr because they also always get into shootouts when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. They're always very high-scoring, eccentric games. And with help, Mahomes has not been having a good stretch. I really feel like he wants to come out and prove it. So this game is going to be a lot of fireworks. It's going to be awesome. And Derek Carr is my quarterback star of the week. All right. Yeah, I like that one. Here. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like the Teddy Bridgewater thing, too, just because the defense he faces. A lot of those reasons you mentioned are them opening it up on the passing side. Um, I'm going to go with Noah Fan as my tight end guy this week just because I think he's been on a big, uh, you know, he's been kind of a bust as of late. He's had a lot of single-digit games, so I think this could be the game he turns it around. Uh, last week I gave you Foster Moreau, so eh, sorry about that. Um, but uh, at quarterback, I gave you Kirk Cousins, and that was an absolute stud. So I uh, let me see. He finished uh, QB7 overall last week. So um, solid there. This week, I got to give you Taysom Hill versus the Jets. Um, like I said about the bad weather game, I just think that means he's going to get even more work than usual on the ground. And, yeah, he has Alvin Kamara to dump off short passes too as well. So – I, you know, I think he has a safe floor and a really high ceiling. So, um, Taysom Hill is my start of the week versus the Jets. Definitely agree with you there. Honestly, it's not like his 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 value is found in his passing yardage anyway. So the bad he had four interceptions and ended up QB five on the week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I'm I'm in total agreement with you there, buddy. But uh, all right, guys, that's going to complete our episode. We're officially 20 minutes into the game, so we want to get to that. But it's thank zero, you. All. Zero and nothing happened. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment. And, uh, you know, this is uh, a big week. Uh, there's a lot of people that got to win your matchups in order to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So um, wish you the best of luck and hope that this episode is going to help you do that. But uh, if not, Please don't blame us. <laughs> but with that, this is Nate, Micah, and Josiah. Fantasy Dogs, out. Blame them, not me. Yes. Blame who? <laughs> Y'all. Us. Oh, for what? If they lose. Uh, don't worry. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs>